With no attempt, there can be no failure. And with no failure, there is no humiliation. William James You're listening to an Insight Quote episode from EWS, where inspiration from iconic quotes is translated into practice. And wisdom can be embodied into one's life. Get ready to unpack essential principles and enjoy. I selected this quote for today's Insight Quote as it touches on many aspects we like to transmit on EWS content. And because by the end I bet you will be quite able to give them a tweak to properly, efficiently work in sports. Not only that, it also comes from the feather of American psychology. So I guess you will agree, it's a good pick. Wait, just a useful reminder. We know you're investing precious time here. So you can also efficiently work your listening experience by checking the timestamps at the end of this episode show notes. You can click over them to jump directly to the pieces that you find most interesting to your needs and wishes. As for my wish, your review and subscription to EWS Podcast. By doing so, we will be able to offer the listeners more quality content regularly to improve the mental game in sports and work. Until you decide on that, keep enjoying this. William James was an American philosopher and psychologist and the first educator to offer a psychology course in the United States. James is considered to be a very influential philosopher and just a curious fact, he trained as a physician and taught anatomy at Harvard but never practiced medicine. Instead, he pursued his interests in psychology and then philosophy and wrote widely on many topics including epistemology, education, metaphysics, psychology, religion and mysticism. Anyway, back to our insight quote. Was James here advocating for a person not to try attaining something she values? You see, at first glance that pretty much seems the case, in order to avoid that disgusting feeling of humiliation. And I guess the majority of people don't like to go through failure either, but that wasn't the point he was trying to convey. You'll see how in just a moment, and hopefully you will get a new tweak for that humiliation and be able to embrace that discomfort better. Let's start by the beginning and by what's more intuitive here. Not attempting to do something hard or stop trying at some early point is often due to fears associated with failure, right? For sure there can be some other causes, but we can ascertain that this is a major and usual one. This type of fear can have some roots. We're often used to hear that it's fear of failure that is blocking him and that it shouldn't happen, he has no reasons for that. And in these cases, the first move shouldn't be how to ignore it or to get rid of it somehow, this fear of failure. Of course, that's desirable and can be kind of a goal down the road, but you step right up front into that and you are oblivion that that has risks of increased stress and not being a sustainable solution, therefore. The first question, when that happens, should be why? Why this fear is happening now in this situation? Is it recurring? What are the internal factors? 
thoughts, feelings, reactions that contribute to that? What are the environmental factors? And not to mention that it's always important to assess the frequency, the intensity and the duration of the felt symptoms associated with fear. Sometimes those roots are entangled and are more complex. We often try to point out to some and break down things in our episodes, but we assume that it's often not enough to, let's say, efficiently work one's life. That's why we at EWS often redirect people to the possibility of starting psychotherapy. There, a person can get to know her personal issues deeply and work through them more effectively. I will not elongate more about this big subject here. You can find more information about that on our website at ewsport.eu. To keep the matter simple, as for now, we can take the example of a young soccer player. And please, just as an important note, think about a similar situation where fear of trying was involved in your modality or work. Let's not restrain this to this soccer example. But so, this player keeps shooting long distance and missing the target. And the more he misses, the more he starts to feel that shame, more apprehension upon the next time he is about to shoot, which in turn is leading him to avoid shooting. This is happening overall in trainings and matches, as some teammates make fun of him, laughing in the disastrous shots, and the coach sometimes berates at him for that failure. So, you see what's involved here. Well, first, it's a young player in formative years that we're talking about, and that shouldn't be happening. Even if he was already an adult competing at a high level, that can contribute to more intense pressure to perform that ultimately would be maladaptive. For sure, the banter and some screams are normal in these contexts, and these things don't affect negatively some athletes. And of course, we never know if ultimately those same teammates and coach support and encourage the player most often in the back office and in other occasions, and that being the more significant in their part. But on the other hand, we don't know also, we don't get to know for sure to what extent the screams and banter are significant to the player, to the receptor, whom is the relevant entity here. We also don't know his internal thoughts and views about this, and so what happens in his internal world may be heavier and might sometimes crush him. This invisible part of the minds of the people that perform are often neglected, not by purpose, but because many people are oblivion to it. And this is a critical matter of concern for EWS and why sports psychologists and clinical psychologists exist. Returning back to that soccer example, we can see these negative impacts and risks around failure taking part in both a tender, growing player, as well as in one that positions himself as a high-quality shooter, or one that others view him as such, where errors are less expected and where there's more demands, and whereas the evolving player is more open to errors and so the negative impacts can be softer or non-existent besides a lower humiliation, the latter can be led to feel more overwhelmed by stress. These higher expectations on him, the bigger frustration in himself when he misses, 
and so on and so forth, probably results in more avoidance, in reverting back, in having his potential stuck, <laughs> in making worse decisions. This is a critical and major example of the impacts that this emotional side can have on an athlete's gameplay. So many things I could address here, but let me move ahead to unpack today's inside quote. Did you know that in just 8 seconds you can effortlessly help both EWS growth and homeless people? That's right. For that, just leave a review for our podcast in Podchaser and 25 cents are automatically donated to Meals on Wheels, an association that directly supports senior people in isolation and with hunger. Check that out on the show notes and keep enjoying this episode. Simply put, one can go the safe road and save himself from feeling humiliation by not showing up on the hard tasks. It could be a quick and easy tip that would sell, huh? But on the contrary, what William and us at EWS are advising is to be open to that possibility. To that possibility of failure, to that possibility of getting ashamed, of being humiliated. And to embrace it. Let's face it, there will be times of failed attempts that could bring considerable shame. However, this can be transformed and not be seen as something disastrous all the time or as some kind of proof of lack of value. Okay, a failed attempt can show some frailties and show that you are far from dominating technical elements of play. But isn't that a good thing after all? If you were oblivion to that, let's see, you wouldn't know what to do instead. You would have no direction to go next in order to ameliorate that. All this to say that if you have a motivation to avoid humiliation that is higher than a motivation to discover ways of improving, I guess it would not be that much productive over the long run, as you will avoid more of those crucial moments in trainings or matches, and by not getting in contact with those mistakes, or however, the, however goes the attempt, you will not practice optimally, and you will lose it anyway. Of course, it is very unpleasant to fail and feel ashamed, and again, there could be individual psychological work to do and some changes on the environment, at the level of task level, attitudes and reactions from the colleagues and coaches, that could be introduced to alleviate that, but we can reframe it anyways. Cognitive reframing of the situation is a powerful tool that every sports agent can add to their skill set. And that's the main ingredient inside this quote. It's very similar to the wisdom coming from psychology professor Jordan Peterson when he said that the fool is the precursor to the savior. Meaning, one has to be willing to appear like a fool in something he is trying to realize, to be willing to mess up, in order to become a savior. Also known as the athlete that, by going through many mishaps, learns a lot and in the end is able to contribute and help a team to win or conquer some title individually. In short, only by being more at ease and capable to position oneself in the possibility of quote-unquote being humiliated, one can make progress. So we are talking here about the importance of keep trying despite of the possibility of humiliation because after all, without this capability of confronting that, we are holding ourselves of making some improvements, 
the classic learning from our mistakes. But another thing that you might be thinking from this is that one should always keep trying every time and anyhow, regardless of the circumstances. But that isn't true, at least from our point of view. We could go several roads with this, but I'd like to point out that it's okay and often beneficial to work on one's weaknesses. They are worth trying to get improved, indeed. And this is often the case that an athlete compensates for his lack of talent and makes a bigger effort. All fine here. However, it's like that definition of madness. Doing the same things over and over, expecting different results. That's Einstein quoted here, and I'm not advocating that for sure. We've talked about deliberate practice before, and by the way, on episode 7 we address elements regarding that. And that's what's important here, to bring awareness to what's being done and what could be done differently to bring better results both individually for one's technical or tactical improvements and for the team. In brief, it's important to receive feedback and adjust further. It's good to have some backup, some alternatives of plays. In this case, instead of shooting, a better option may be to dribble more or pass the ball. The point is, always to attempt a long shot in several match situations may be reckless. We have to keep in mind the broader strategy that is involved in soccer, or again, in any sports modality you may be thinking about. And this also brings to mind another framework, the one of the four stages of competence. I will not get extensive with this here, EWS will reserve this same topic to another episode, but this is just to point out the connection this has to the transition from the second to the third stage in this framework. But first, I should say that this is a framework referring to how a person usually circulates on a journey in the development of any skill. They go as follows. You get in touch with that skill you are working upon and you are unaware to many aspects involving it. So one, it is called unconscious incompetence. Then you start to get familiar with the moves and the theory behind, but you are far from mastering them. So two is called conscious incompetence. From there you start to effectively practice and you start to get in three conscious competence. And finally, further down the road, as it becomes more natural and you efficiently perform the skill, you encounter four unconscious competence. So in that transition from the second to the third stage, one could be deliberately trying more often, attempting to adjust these moves by correcting from imperfections, a process that turns incompetences into competences. Well, What you just heard was something probably easy to understand. But to assimilate this or put it into practice is a harder task for sure. At EWS we aim to translate the theory and mental principles into practice the best way possible. But it all comes down to you. Take a moment to really reflect. Is this good for me? What can I do today to implement it? Again, the keyword, practice. How can you translate this into practice? Practice it and go ahead. Keep enjoying the process of efficiently working sports.
I've touched on several things already, but I should also mention that an expectation of humiliation and what goes along with that is very often aimed with mental catastrophizing. The consequences are often exacerbated and unrealistic, like how oh, this will make my career take a big downswing, or everybody will laugh at me and move away. Among many other thoughts I could mention, however, the majority of the outside world is not taking that so heavily. They don't care that much and there's usually not that many reasons to personalize like that. There's clearly a mismatch between the chaos that might be happening inside oneself in the prospect of failure and the weight other people are putting on it. But still, even if it was the case that several people put that gigantic pressure, especially family or part of the team, would you take them into consideration to your heart in that occasion? I mean, would you care and be friendly to whom only accept you and give you attention and compliments when you just are super successful? Well, for this, I just leave the suggestion for the next time you are about to perform or going to a training to try to slow down internally, to soften those voices that only bring insecurity and function as distractions from what's pretended, meaning the best shot possible, and instead, hamp it up your energy and focus. Focus on the external world. Focus on the task. The wisest option here is then to go ahead, experiment, and bring it on the task to be executed. <laughs> Just used inadvertently the term bring it on, that is the title of our weekly series, Quick Bring It On Messages, and it's consistent with this. The intent there is to share some ideas and bring on what in our internal world and external settings can promote performance in order to efficiently work in sports. But going ahead, as Albert Hubbard once said, quote, there is no failure except in no longer trying, end quote. Indicating that the only critical failure will be the one of not attempting, not the one where a move didn't go well. Or as an old professor of mine would say, the only mistake is the one where you remain with the mistake. And I think this is it for today's episode. I hope we helped on taking off the burden of this boogeyman that is shame or humiliation. And let's remember, the trainings that you do for yourself and by yourself are often the ones that matter most. I mean, I want to give an emphasis to this work that one does, despite of congratulatory acclaims or prizes. An emphasis on this internal work and this will to get better just for the sake and pleasure of overcoming difficulties and one's own level. This twist is also something that can surely be beneficial in some ways. And just as a reminder, you can do that whenever you wish, by training on your own when no one is watching, by staying on the field after the formal session is over, and at home. Extra time can be invested on reflecting upon what, uh, what happened. Extra time can be used to work upon your mental side. That's why EWS content will continue to come out to assist you on becoming a better version of an athlete and person. Now, do you agree that failure is a precondition to evolve and make progress? That was our goal in today's IQ. 
in what drills and things can you fail better? How can you turn it in something that is even sought after? I hope you efficiently work your feelings around failure and fear of judgment. Until next time, take care. Hey you, athlete, student or worker of some kind. We want to know real cases. So tell us, from what you've heard, what have you been missing out? What is one idea that popped into your mind while listening? Feel free to share in the comments so we can assist you further. See ya! We hope these messages got across well to assist you in efficiently work in your sport. For more information, go to ewsport.eu and get in touch with expert interviews and other types of posts.